Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hang on to your balls. It's time for the Horror Hangout Welcome to the Horror Hangout, a podcast where two bearded film fans watch the people's best horror movies ever and then talk about them. My name is Luke Condor with Kate, and I'm joined by my regular co-host, Mr. Mr. Ben Errington. Was that intro right? I feel like I've missed some bits out. It was right. It, it was better than last week's. Correct. I got it. Yeah. Yeah, last week was pretty, pretty much a fail. I liked it there. I liked, I liked the haphazard nature of it. It was chaotic. Yeah, I like a bit of punky chaos. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, how are you going? What, what's the crack? I'm all right. The crack is what's the crack apart from between the cheeks of my ass? Um, it's it's yeah, it's all good. Everything's good. I'm well. How are you? It's I've got a cat got me um this giant can of iron brew. Wow, how many okay. milliliters is that? Uh, I don't know. It might be a trivia question. Let's <laughs> <laughs> so have a look at it. Let me have a look at it. It's a good kind of special That's brew. Massive, Jesus. <laughs> That's got to be. I reckon six sixty mil. That's my guess. Mm, okay, well, I'll, oh, I'll answer it later on. Oh. <laughs> okay, uh, so this is an honourable mention episode. We've got one. We've got like one film left on the list, but we're having a couple of honourable mentions, and then, and then we're maybe going to have a dishonourable mention. Yeah, maybe we'll do an honourable mention each. See, just, if anyone's listening to this podcast and they're really hyped to see what number one is or listen to the number one, we're just delaying it as yeah. long as we possibly can. Edging, I think, is the term, the terminology. <laughs> oh wow, Jesus! <laughs> um, so yeah, we'll do two honourable mentions and two dishonourable mentions. So this mm. week's episode is my honourable mention, my choice as a film that wasn't on the list, which kind of made me feel a little bit. You know, I was thinking, hard, I was thinking about this because there's like there's no other David Cronenberg's on the list, and I don't. Is there any other like proper body horror films on the list? Um, I guess the thing. Oh yeah, okay, okay, yeah. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but yeah. even then, when I think of body horror, I kind of feel like it's your main character is experiencing the the American horror of changing. America, American yeah, like that, yeah, that 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 change scene. Yeah, okay. All right, I'm wrong. 
Alright, <laughs> You're wrong, Luke. And I mean I've just given it an in, an, an ounce of thought. If I give it a real good every film I've let's not, no, let's not let's not dwell on how wrong I am. Um so but before we get into all that, um you done any guffs this week? Uh oh. Done a couple, you know, done a couple. Uh, a yeah. couple of foul smelling ones. There was <laughs> I watched a I watched a Netflix original called Tau. Yeah, I saw the trailer is, for that and I was like nah. See the trailer for that? Um, it was all right, you know. So it's, I mean, it's about a woman who's held captive in like a futuristic house, and uh, she there's like an AI program that runs the house, um, which has been invented by the evil man who's keeping her there. Um, and it's vo- the the uh, AI is voiced by Gary Oldman, yeah. Um, and it stars Michael Monroe from uh, It Follows. Um, it was all right, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't fantastic. It was a bit kind of OTT in places. Um, the villain is that dude from Deadpool. Is it Ed Screen? Screen. Ed Screen. Is he like a rapper Ed or something? Ed Screen. Ed Screen. Like a what London rapper. Is he? Is he a rapper or something? Well, in real, well, in real life, he's a rapper. Well, Ed Screen. It looks like up one. next. Ed Screen. <laughs> Some rhymes. Um, yeah, th- there were the there rhyme, were, man. Yeah, there were a couple of really bad performances in this film. There was like a there was a character near the start of the film. There's no well, facial expressions from the AI. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's absolutely zero um, emotional range. I mean, nothing. Yeah, yeah, there was a there was a guy in it, and I was like, if this guy is in the film for the whole film, I actually don't know if I can watch it. It was making me like annoyed. Well, Ed Screen. Ed Screen. No, no, no. Just okay. like just like another random person. Yeah, um, very old man. Like, but yeah, in terms of in terms Fresh of being off like his Oscar. Uh, Gary Oldman, <laughs> I didn't I didn't, re- didn't re- realize it was Gary Oldman. I didn't recognize him initially. Yeah. It was only only sort of like halfway through the film when I kind of had, had a look. I was like, oh, whose voice is that? Could they because, not um, change the voice setting? Like my dad used to put Ozzy Osbourne on his sat nav. Could they not? Like, <laughs> <laughs> could they not? Sure. You know? <laughs> I, I would have loved. I would have loved if the AI was voiced by Ozzy Osbourne. <laughs> that would have been great. Yeah. Bloody dog shit everywhere. So, Micah, is she all right there? I mean, she's great. I mean, she is. She is a really good. She's really good in this sort of lead role as the sort of um, um, final girl, sort of final girl, sort of post final girl. Yeah, she's got her wits about her. She's yeah. uh, incredibly um, resourceful and a little bit feisty, a little bit feisty. Um, and she like, yes, yeah, she, she was the best thing, thing about this film by far. There was some, some of the CGI was nice. Some of the visu- uh, visuals were nice. Um, but you know, it was pretty average. I don't think it will mm. live long in the memory. Okay, good. You did, uh, did, and did also the worst yeah. use of a, a Wilhelm scream that you ah! ever... <laughs> <laughs> Exactly that. The worst use of one you'll ever hear. It is so mind bogging, <laughs> mind bogging. Bogglingly, mind bogging. My <laughs> mind, mind was bo- bogged, boggled so hard it's lost the fucking. It happens, hell. and I go, no, <laughs> that cannot be. They've just you, like got they, in like post production. Oh, like an effect. Oh, just a shit, just a shit house. Uh, yeah, okay. So there was that, and I also saw Hotel Transylvania Free Summer Vacation, which I guess is kind of relevant because it's all the all the animated um, classic horror characters. Dracula, is this a new, new thing? Is this a? Mummy. This is a new one, yeah. It came came right. out just 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 a week gone. Um, so it's like got Adam Sandler's voice, Andy Samberg, Selena Gomez. I've kind of always kind of hated this franchise because m- my daughter's like a real big sort of fan of it. She used to watch yeah. the original sort of over and over and over, and I've always been a bit annoyed by it. I don't know why. And this was probably the best of the three, but okay. still a bit 
but I've not seen bit. any. Not seen any of them. I've heard, I had good things about the first one, but um, yeah, yeah, it's all right. Yeah, okay. It's just not my favorite. Not my favorite. Um, so, and then I, I did also see Mission Impossible Fallout, um, which was awesome. I really enjoyed it. Loads of great sort of action and reminded me, some of the action. I mean, I know I know some of it was shot with IMAX cameras, but it really did remind me of the Dark Knight. Um, just that sort of slow, slow, tense build and the action sequences that go on for ages, but kind of like slow down halfway yeah. through and then pick up. And then it was just, it was, it was like that. It felt really good. And how was our, our boy Simon Pegg in it? Was he alright? Yeah, Simon. Pegg, I mean, he's he does what he can with that with in this franchise, doesn't he? He's, he's not given a great deal to do most of the time, but he's there and he's he looks happy about it. Henry Ca- Henry Henry Cavill was good. Um, he's English. L- l- I didn't even know he was English until yeah. I heard him recently. And he's, I, like, and I he's f- like posh English, right? He's not like real yeah. English. Not like me and you. Yeah, he's, he's, not, a... <laughs> he's not real English. He's not bloody real English. Like though, up north and bloody. He's like yeah. uh, one of the we're on a posh heads. Uh, yeah, but he, he does really well in this. And he afterwards, he said he wouldn't mind being James Bond. And this is probably the only the first film since, well, actually, Man, Man from Uncle, he was kind of Bondy. But like, do you feel yeah. like he's too too muscly, too muscly to be James Bond? Well, do, maybe. It, it looks like a bodybuilder, right? So. Yeah, like he's, he is incredibly um, wide. He's incredibly broad to the point where, like, his ripe, arms are so short ripe. and. <laughs> His arms are so short and stumpy. It's a bit like yeah. Nah. I, I saw the the trailer, and his his because his boobs are so big and broad. His shoulders, his arms are like they've sunken into him a little bit. Yeah, they do. But uh, yeah, it was good. Mission Impossible Fallout, like, probably the best, probably the best of the Mission Impossible films. It's, they're kind of like Bond films, aren't they? You can kind of just watch one and not have to worry about what came before or after. You kind of they kind of explain the overarching. Um, I quite like the uh, it was the last one, Rogue Nation. I thought it was quite good. Rogue Nation, Ghost Protocol, was that before that? Oh, maybe I was thinking of that one. I don't know. They kind of, they kind of, yeah. to be fair, they kind of all blur into one with me a little bit, except, except perhaps this one. Okay, and, I'm, and I'm, I'm excited to watch two, this one. Long air. Yeah, yeah, check it out. Check it out! Yeah. Uh, so I, don't, I, I didn't really watch that much. I finished Outlast, finally, um, oh. which is the horror game where you're running away in, in the mental asylum. That's, um, you, you're a fan of Resident Evil 7, right? You, you yeah, like it? How, like on a scale of oh. one to ten, what would you what would you place Ooh. it? I mean, it's a high eight, I think. I think this is on par. Uh, it's for different reasons. It, it, it's not quite got the same hot, sticky atmosphere that Resi Seven has. Resi Seven, yeah. really, you can sort of smell the sort of rot as you're sort of walking through the house. But this yeah. has got, in terms of just genuine scares being chased around the dark. It's, it's, but it is full of jump scares. I know you're not a fan of jump scares, but it, is, it just adds to the sort of um, um, the fun, fun house quality of it. Jump all. scares in games, I like. This is the thing, right? I'm a fan. I'm, I don't mind jump scares if they're done right and they feel mm. earned. This, this, yeah. this is something I've mentioned before. And I think in games, yeah. usually a jump scare because you're so invested in it because like you're bloody doing it, mate. Yeah. Uh, I feel like I could, I can deal with jump scares in games a lot better than I can. In films, most of the time in films, I just feel annoyed at the film for. Yeah, well, jump scares thing. in films don't tend to very rarely get me, but like in in Outlast, there's some jump scares where I I screamed like a little girl. <laughs> like <if> somebody... <laughs> you did a Wilhelm scream. Yeah. <laughs> Afterwards, <laughs> I um I had to like go on YouTube and I started watching loads of Let's Plays just to see if oh, all right. other grown men were <laughs> reduced to Wilhelm screaming. screams. Yeah, but yeah, it's it's I would say. For pure like fun, scary gameness, it's it's one of the 
the best games I've ever played. But um, yeah, it's a um, cool story. So... It does get kind of resy ish at the end as well. Okay. Maybe I need to uh, give it a go then, because I've always looked at it and thought, nah. Mainly I've... because it looks bloody horrible. Oh, I've heard the second one that came out, although it looks a lot better and it's like a lot more polished, um, the actual gameplay isn't quite as fun or no. as scary. So, yeah. Oh, Do the first one it. first. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, I, I'm still playing God of War at the moment, so I need to crack. How long crack is that game? That. Oh, well, I've not been playing it like constantly, mm. but it is pretty, pretty long. Um, and very, very intense. Uh, tugs on the on heartstrings as well. So, so emotional. I'd like to give it a go, but again, it's still like fifty quid. In the, uh, I can't bear to spend that much money on a game. Yeah, there's a lot, lot to spend. But uh, yeah, definitely give it a go if you get a chance. Yeah, man, it's on the list. Uh, the, the only other guff I did, I watched um, the King of Comedy. Have you seen the King of Comedy? It's oh not, yeah, not horror, but it, uh... I was, uh, I was. Pretty much blown away by it. Like, it's Robert De Niro. Yeah, yeah Robert De Niro plays a sort of psychopathic comedian, wannabe comedian who is got this um, obsession with this guy called Jerry. Uh, it's Jerry Lewis, but he plays like Jerry Sandberg. Got to give him a different name. Um, and he ends up kidnapping him to force him to let him be on his Friday night chat show thing for like oh, a stand-up wow. routine. Um, but like, it's so you know there's those ones where there's extra, Ricky Gervais is like a king of this, but the sort of the cringy sort of, oh, don't. You can see, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know yeah. how bad it's going to go. The fact that he's going to go on this show on live TV and he keeps, you know, he's sort of going to be like terrible with doing this sort of stand up routine. And it builds to that so much throughout the, throughout the film. But then when it does come to that, it, it doesn't go how I expected it to. It's not, it's not amazing. He's not like an amazing stand up, but um, it's just, uncovers parts of his character and I was like wow that was surprisingly deep and really good yeah and I was like kind of just amazed by it so I've never really heard that many people talking about it and it, it was like fantastic like a really good five-star film oh really okay um yeah, I don't think yeah. I have seen it now so who's it, who's it directed by Martin Scorsese oh uh, it is Martin Scorsese it's not it's not it. it's not a comedy but it is funny um it's oh, more right, like okay. a dark, dark talk talk when moment. you meant Dark, dark drama. When you mentioned mm. just then, like when you're watching a film and you kind of like cringe and you go, do you mm. ever get this experience where like you watch a film and even though you've seen the film numerous times, when something bad's about to happen, you still kind of like anticipate it and go like, yeah. oh, nah, don't do that. Oh, yeah. Even though you've seen it so many times, it's almost like you're playing out this parallel universe version of the film in your head. Yeah. Where you're like, obviously it's nowhere near as interesting because like nothing happens. But in your head, you're thinking, God, bloody hell, just... Don't do that. Like in this film, Jeff, Jeff, uh, Seth, sorry, Jeff or Seth, just out, see the fly and go, no, <laughs> just get it out. Well, it's because like you, you kind of know, we know like the narrative structure of films has to have a, a bad thing happen to make the story work. And like, because we know it's coming, we can like see the trap door. Especially like Pixar films and stuff like that. I'm always thinking yeah. soon it's going to get sad. <laughs> Like yeah. it always starts happy. I'm like, it'll get especially, pretty sad soon. Especially if you, especially if you're introduced to like a really lovely uh, relationship between like father and son, between like mm. a couple, between like, yeah. you know, you know what I mean. As soon as you're introduced to that early in a film, you're like, oh no, oh, what's God. gonna happen? Mufasa's about to die. Like I just Mufasa. always expect it. Yeah, that was heartbreaking. Uh, okay, so yeah, that's that's all the guffs. Um, onto the main guff, the main whatever you call that gas. <laughs> the main it is pretty gaseous this film yeah when you think about it so this was your pick this was yes. David Cronenberg's The Fly 
why don't you tell us a little bit about it? So The Fly is a 1986 science fiction body horror film directed and co-written by David Cronenberg. Um, A brilliant but eccentric scientist begins to transform into a giant man fly hybrid <laughs> what is it just what begins to transform into a giant man he already he already just an old man. why giant he's just Bitten a, by a radioactive a, man why does it say giant he's still a ma- he's still a man-sized fly he's not a giant man-sized fly no so he transforms yeah. into a man fly hybrid after one of his experiments goes horribly wrong horrible nice it's a there isn't an empire normal thing that we read from but they do have like an essay on it and i, I picked out uh, some bits. This is what they say. Genius scientist Brundle has found a way to transport matter instantly from one place to another. But when he tests his theory on himself, he becomes a mutant half-man, half-fly. Science fiction has rarely been this emotionally powerful or ironically for a film with a mutant insert at its centre so deeply human. It's got 91% of Rotten Tomatoes, 7.5 out of 10 on IMDb. Um, and it's uh, it's fucking a, a classic. Stone Cold classic film. 100%. Yeah. Wonderful. It was a is great the, one. What's your background on this film? Why, why did you pick this? What made you think? So, yeah, so this is a film that I've kind of... It's one of the horrors. So, like, there's a few horrors for me, which I saw really young, probably too young, and kind of just kept going back to sort of over and over again. So, for me, it's like Exorcist, um, The Thing, uh, Aliens, and then later Alien. But, yeah, just one of those films that my mum introduced me to because that was her thing, introducing me. Here's something that's going to scar you. You know, I kind of got used to that pretty quickly. Um, she showed me that she showed me this film. And obviously, I think she covered my eyes during a few bits. But yeah, just just one of those films. that's like it is a great film, but because of that nostalgia element, it just elevates it. There's that little bit more for me up to one of the. And obviously, it's 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 tragic. It is one of the most tragic yeah. sort of films, and it's Jeff Goldblum's best performance, I think. Um, yeah in terms of just everything he brings to the character, considering he was fairly unknown at this stage, or, or not necessarily unknown, but was considered not a very bankable star, I think, for this film. What, what, uh, I don't really know Jeff Goblin's background. Was he a circus performer? Is that him doing trapeze? Is he the one playing piano? Like, what is he? <laughs> um, I don't think it's him doing trapeze. Is he trapeze turning thing, into a fly? Is he, <laughs> is he really a fly, man? Um, the, I don't think it's him doing the trapeze stuff because I think you see at one point it's just a man in a funny gold bloom wig. So I don't know much about his background, but yeah, this was his first sort of big Hollywood sort of film. Yeah. Um, and yeah, he just he brings so much. I mean, there's such a range. Like for a leading man to go through such a such a range of sort of emotions from start to finish, he just brings so much to the role. And I think Gina Davis is great as well, even though mm. Gina uh, Gina Davis was sort of best in the eighties and early nineties, wasn't she? Um, she was in the Exorcist TV show recently, and uh, yeah, it was oh, all... okay. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, it was. All... I, was so, I was surprised. Like, so I, I, I was same as you. I watched this as growing up, and it's always been a sort of favorite. I just never really thought about it too much. And it's, you know, sometimes when you you watch a film and you suddenly are reminded, oh my god, this film is is fucking fantastic. Like the score, as soon as that comes in, yeah, the score was amazing. It's got this really sort of. No scene seems to be wasted. Like nothing feels. It just constantly sort of keeps no. you flowing through the story. Uh, it feels like a fully complete. Feels very classic, classical, like a almost like a Universal monster movie. Like yeah. there's a classic tragedy to it where you know it's like Beauty and the Beast, but in reverse, uh, where she sees the the man becoming the beast instead of mm. becoming human. And it's just like a, a really whole, wholly complete, thoroughly devastating, full of gore, fun to slocky, just enough bit of slock. 
body horror like in the best way like some of the the effects still really work it's aged really well. Like it's over over thirty years old now, and it has aged really well. I don't think there's one moment where I was a bit like, "Well, that's been naff." It just all yeah, kind of looks yeah. looks looks wonderful. Even the, um, the the vomiting bits, like still like, yeah, really got to me. But it's yeah, it's, such a it's good just film. it's just that practical effects thing from this sort of era when mm. it's done when it's done well. It just it just even if it doesn't quite look right, it just there's something about it. It has this sort of odd. It's like it's just looking in on the bazaar, just very, very strange. But yeah, the sort of the progress from the character, the pacing of the film is really, really well done. Because you know, another another director, another writer could have easily just gone right. Well, he's gone in the machine. Mm. Now this is what's going to happen, and now he's going to roam about the city killing people. Like we don't get that. Um, if if I'm not mistaken, he doesn't kill anybody. Um, here it's people. But yeah. Have you seen the fly two? By the way, have you? I, mean, maybe I haven't seen the fly two, but I did. Okay. I did sort of have a look at some bits just to sort of. Yeah. So that is that is more on that sort of. Yeah. Which which to the fly, like, man. <laughs> which yeah. wouldn't have worked as well. I don't think is the fact that he's so isolated as a character and he's basically left to experience his, his downfall, his metamorphosis, completely alone most of the time. Yeah. So it's just it's just that sort of isolation that and it you keeps kind of... you um you never really once lose sympathy for Jeff Goblin's character. Like it, right towards the end, even when he's doing sort of their sort of dark stuff, you're still with there there with him and yeah. the sort of the tragedy of it. And it's uh, uh so I saw one of my friends posted uh on Facebook a deleted scene that I didn't know was was from this where he sort of Puts a baboon and a cat, and ah, yeah. a, and a, like fuses them together, and it comes. So out does that scene that scene exist then? Yeah, it, been, it, it was shot. It was shot, yeah. Uh, so he puts the baboon and the cat in the the thing to fuse them. I think it's a way to test what he's going to try later on. Um, and they come out all mangled, and they attack him. And he's, it goes into a bit of when he's like, you know, uh, I think I talked about a basket case. They're holding the the fake thing, and they're sort yeah. of running around the room doing that. And he beats it up with yeah. a with a like an iron pipe and kills yeah. it. And I was like, I'm glad they didn't put that yeah. in the film. Well, because I, I think I read about that where they they said it would just you'd lose all sympathy for him because even killing yeah. like a cat a cat baboon hybrid is still like killing an animal. So like audiences probably it, wouldn't it, react. It was, it was kind of cruel for him to do that. Um, yeah. But I mean, um, he maintains. So, sorry, he maintains like a lot. Like Seth Brundle, even when he's the metamorphosis is really far along. Mm. Like he maintains these human elements. Like it might just be in something he says. Like the dialogue's so good. There are so many bits of dialogue in this where I just think it's just it's just pretty much perfect and iconic as well. Like there are certain lines in this where you're like, oh yeah, this is where that line yeah. originated. Well, in its in its sort of most well known form. So yeah, what is it? Be very be very afraid. Be afraid. Be afraid. Be, be very afraid. That's be from afraid. This film. Be very afraid. Like when she says it, it's almost like because we know it so well. Yeah. It's almost like it sounds ridiculous. Yeah. But but at the same time, you're like that was the first time it was, it was uttered. Yeah. So the, the only thing I was going to mention before we go into the details a bit more was um, David Cronenberg films. I like Cronenberg films, but they're always very cold. They're always almost sort of like metallic and calculated. But this film is like really warm. Like it's mm. um, the relationships feel. Uh, someone told me as well that this is like this is the best love story ever in a horror film, and I think it's that relationship between Jeff Goldblum and Gina Davis that really sort of warms up David Cronenberg's sort of colder 
nastier yeah. sort of parts of his films. I, th- I think they were going out in real life as well, Jeff and Jeff and uh, Gina. Okay. So so obviously that adds just that extra extra yeah. layer, you know, when in their performance, yeah. and uh, especially when they're getting it on, because you know he did it for real, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. He knew, he knew knew where he was going. He knew, he knew the route. Yeah. Didn't need a roadmap. Yeah. So uh, <clears throat> so the, the key players in the film, we've got Jeff Goldenblum as uh, Seth Brundle. He's uh, sort of an amazing, incredible scientist who, uh, I think he said at one point, he's not like a, he's not very good at the details, but he's good at managing the products, so mm. managing the project. So, and he's made this teleportation device. We all know that. Um, Gina Davis uh, plays Veronica Queef. Uh, she's uh, <laughs> What? Oh, Queef. Oh, yeah. Queef, yeah. Uh, Queef, she... Queef. Queef and Queef. <laughs> she plays... Um... Other oh, um, what's a the, journalist? What's the journalist. That's what we're looking for. Thanks, thanks, Ben. Uh, a right. journalist. So she she takes stories and puts them onto paper for people to read. It's, uh, yeah, the bloody mainstream media. media. <laughs> <laughs> There's only really like one other character, uh, John Getz. He plays Staffis. His name is Staffis Bar- Bar- yeah. Borans. That's so close <laughs> to Staffis Boranis, who's like, wasn't he the bad guy? One of the the leaders in. Um, God knows. It's just a ridiculous Staphis Borans. Have you met him? Hello, I'm Staphis Borans, you'd say. What? <laughs> it sounds like a Sasha Baron Cohen character. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Hello, it does. I am Staphis. He um Yeah, okay, yeah. So that that's about it. There are some other characters, but we'll get into them in a little bit. But not the these are the three characters in it. It's like a play almost. Yeah. Yeah. But uh yeah, man, so how does how does it start? Your this is your favourite uh, film of all time? So there are like some sort of event, some sort of press event where um, there's like journalists and scientists and everyone's like, everyone's kind of uh, chatting, mingling, talking about projects. And then it kind of just opens immediately with uh, Seth Brundle talking to Veronica and basically just hyping himself up. He's, he's a hype man. He's a hype man for himself. Yeah. He's basically saying, I've got this amazing thing that's going to change the world. And, uh, and she's like, oh, well, that's what everyone else here is saying. It's like, yeah, but they're lying. I actually have got something that's going to change the world. You're never going to believe it. Yeah, and everyone then, else has got their fingers crossed. Look at him, <laughs> look at him yeah, as he's saying. Look at him, look at him over there with yeah. his hair and his features and his. Is yeah. he drinking something at some point? He's just having a he's having a st- can of Stella. Yeah, and he, his stomach doesn't agree with it or something. He, he can't <laughs> can't drink alcohol. He's like, Ugh. yeah, yeah. So he can't drink alcohol, and then he's also like he suffers with like motion sickness as well. Like uh, yeah. in a in a are they in a cab on the way home as well? Uh, so Seth basically says. Come back to mine and I'll show you something. Wink, yeah, it's, wink. It's, uh, it's one note from like being a serial killer at this point. But it, like, yeah. it seems sweet enough where it's like, he's not going to kill me. So she goes she goes with him. Um, <laughs> You're not going to kill me, are you? Are you? Are you? No. Don't be silly now. Yeah, so he basically says, come back to my uh, my." But he's so, he's so like, um, uh, he, he doesn't just get down to the point. Here's my telepods. They teleport. Like he keeps saying, so what are we doing here? And he goes, Harada. It's like jamming on his keys. It's like playing like a jazz yeah, yeah, yeah. And he goes, Jeff, why the fuck are we here? <laughs> yeah. All it is, scatting. It's just, it's just, he's, play, he's playing the long game here. What he's doing is he's showing her every, everything he's got going on. He's a bit musical. Bit, he loves a bit of the science. Mm. He's trying to basically, it's a lot, he's trying to get into her pants. Um, which yeah. you, And it, it does work, so he can't argue with his methods. Look at my giant telepods. Look yeah. at my giant telepods. You ever seen telepods bigger than this? 
Yeah. Um, and when he shows Biggest her the tele- telepods you've ever seen. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And of course, he, he tells her, like, Here, here's my bloody invention. Have a look at that. Get your eyes around that. Have a look at this. And she's like, that. oh, yeah. great. A, gi- a giant microwave oven. But you've got a really great jukebox around here somewhere, too. And he's just like, you sarcastic bitch. Give me that stocking. Give me that stocking. He <laughs> <laughs> yeah. takes this the stocking. Is, yeah. this, is, this is a bit weird because you think of everything you're going to do, I'd be like, I want to do something more impressive than that. Just like a bit of stocking. Oh, think- yeah. I thought you meant like, uh, if anything you were going to take off of your persons, why would you take off? Like, if, I, yeah. if my friend was like, dude, I've got a, my, a teleportation pod, do you want to try it? I want to go, hang on a sec, take off my pants. And like, <laughs> <laughs> somehow, somehow you do it there. You take off your pants without taking off your trousers, and that's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I you telepo- around teleport them out of my trousers into my hands. Yeah. You've already you've already got yeah, your mate. head around the teleportation thing. <laughs> How did you do that? Well, well de- degenerate and regenerate my pants into my hands. <laughs> Degeneration <laughs> pants. Yeah. So he, he says basically, I'll show I'll show you. I'll show you. Um, queef, queef. Uh, so he takes off. She takes off. Veronica. Yeah. Veronica. <laughs> But yeah, he could've, she could have given him something else. You know? But she does say she, she doesn't have any jewelry because he does ask for jewelry first, yeah. which I guess would be more impressive because at least the, the the recreating that would have been mm. a lot more impressive. Do you know what I mean? Just he could have just had another stocking lying around, but obviously. It is, but she does believe. So he, he teleports the stocking from one teleport to the other, and he says, "By the way, at the back of the room, there's another teleport. That's prototype. It works, but it's janky. Whatever the hell that means." Um, and he. Yeah. He, he, he teleports the stocking, and then she's like, wow, this is the best thing I've ever seen. I'm thinking, that's the pretty standard cab magician in the box trick. I'm pretty sure he could have done yeah. that. Like, and, and that even gets brought up a little bit later, doesn't it? Yeah. I'm a bit like, well... With Mrs. Gullible over here. <laughs> Mrs. Gullible. So basically, he just he just says like he's been working on this project for ages, and he kind of he kind of just wants to talk about it now. He's just he's been so alone. Mm. Um, with stock with numerous stockings, uh, teleporting <laughs> a back and forth. One, two, three, four. Um, yeah. So he, he basically wants um, her to keep the invention secret, or doesn't she just like reveal? Doesn't she? She reveal says, to- "Oh, she gets a tape recorder out," and he goes, "What the hell's uh, that?" Uh, and then, and then she's like, um, "I'm a journalist." But did he not know that she was a journalist? Yeah, exactly. Who did he? Who did he think she was? Just a woman but who goes she, to these science. She had, she had just said in the party. People have already told me they're the greatest. I've got to get a story tonight or something. I mean, he's good at telepods, but he ain't so good with the old common sense, it would seem, Mr. Brumble. Yeah. yeah. So she says, right, F off, I'm, I'm off. She's like, like wears him off and then disappears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then uh, she goes to her. The next day, she's talking to who appears to be just her editor at Particle Magazine. It's like a new scientist sort of magazine. Oh, yeah. And he's there. I want to read that. <laughs> particle magazine um he's got he's got a beard he's got a, a suit he's well-to-do sort of dude uh but he's a bit uh it's a bit soily like something about him i just don't like he's a bit soily he's a bit of a dirty bastard he's the kind of yeah. man who would take that stocking if you gave him the stocking to teleport you'd never see it again you give again. it back to you it'd be crispy it'd be, it'd be down in- oh god <laughs> <laughs> I microwaved it just like he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But for some reason, you're not quite as impressed as I do. <laughs> and that's the problem with you, Gina Davis. Yeah, Gina Davis. Gina um, Davis. So, oh yeah. So then Jeff Goblin turns up and he's like, "Look, don't, don't do the story. One word. 
get that double cheeseburger. <laughs> <It's like one laughs> cheeseburger. Um, yeah. I was like, that's not the best way. That's the only. I don't. You can't go to somebody and just say the name of the food. If I were to say someone said lasagna, they wouldn't know. <laughs> yeah, what, yeah, what yeah. Think You'd I'm be like, offer... <laughs> what? Yeah. What? what if you don't like cheeseburgers? What if she's a vegan? What if she's a vegan? Yeah. In um, the eighties. Yeah, maybe there weren't as many as back then. Uh, but maybe, maybe she's got a gluten, maybe Crohn's disease or something. Who knows? Yep. Cheeseburger. And then she's like <laughs> upset because she can't eat. I've never had one. <laughs> I've never had one. Why would you do that to me? Fuck this. <laughs> yeah. Staffis. Or his name is Stan. Staff. Stan Fist. <laughs> Stan Fist. <laughs> um, <laughs> so then they, they go for dinner. And then I think he kind of convinces her like, look, don't run the article. Don't do your tweet. Oh, you've already tweeted it. Oh, can't, shit. can't get on top of this just, media. Just met, yeah. just met Seth Brundle, and he got these <laughs> telepods. Lol. <laughs> Microwaved my stocking. Hashtag um, teleport goals. <laughs> um, so, but it's like, look, don't do that. St- uh, stay with me. Live my life. Write a book. We'll make a podcast. We'll yep. um, make a documentary. Get Luther involved. It, it'll be golden. It'll be absolutely wonderful. Yeah. So, and because he basically says that, like, it's not finished. So, even though he's doing well and he's making a lot of progress with this telepod, it's not finished. So, he hasn't, he hasn't been able to transport um, living matter. It's only inanimate objects he can do stockings, um, tights, uh, socks, <laughs> uh, underpants, suspenders. It's underpants. mostly simple cottons and some struggles of underpants, especially if they got any stains on them, because they come they come out yeah, stains different. The living matter within the pants <laughs> <laughs> <That's> horrible. <laughs> it fuses the the living matter with the pants. That's disgusting. Yeah, yeah so, and you can I, never and basically never get so, clean. You know, we, we've all got like these microbial little bug life things living on us. Um, none of us are what? completely. Are you what, mate? <laughs> But like even like um, there's so many little tiny, teeny tiny little living things within us. Like, are they not getting fused with? Do you know what I mean? Is it why are we not getting half microbed? Maybe that's it. Yeah. And also, yeah, I know. Well, we could think about this. Yeah, I can't even start to think about that because it's actually blowing my mind. So okay, don't do, don't do that again because I might just have some sort of episode. Okay, here's another thing that might blow your mind. <laughs> Lasagna is it spelled with an E or an A at the end? Nobody Lasagna. knows. Lasagna. <laughs> like, Lasagna. Yeah, but, yeah, but no, but if you Google oh, lasagna yeah. with an E, it would uh, still you'll still find lasagna. Yeah. Lasagna. Lasagna. Did you mean? Did you mean lasagna? Oh yeah. What about the one with an A on the end? Maybe that's, that's the. It's also legit. true. That's also what? true. I have never noticed that before in my whole life. Mind blown again. So. Oh wait, here we go. Lasagna means like one. Lasagna is all the layers ah, and cheese and stuff. Yeah. Lasagna with an A is just a singular sheet of that um, pasta. pasta. We've got to the bottom of it. Yep, <laughs> we did. Okay, um, so that's two mind blowing facts for you. Little bugs and lasagna sheets with an E. Um, so then, oh yeah, the next morning, um, she, uh, Stapis is in her house. Right? Or in a, is that the next in a, morning? Is it, is maybe, he done, have, we, have, we, have, we, have we had the baboon yet? Okay, so there's the baboon first. In her house. So basically, he decides to show her that, look, I can't... 
But Where's if you know it's not going to work, yeah, it's, it, baboons must be expensive. And if the, if it's not going to work, also like the the, the crew making it, so the animal cruelty, you can't go around degenerating, regenerating baboons willy nilly. <laughs> no, you <laughs> can. This is the second second film on the podcast with baboons in that we've watched. Can you name the other one? <sighs> no. <laughs> you what can. I'll, I'll try. I'll try and. Uh, I'll try and jog jog your memory. Deep blue sea. That's got loads no. of animals in it. The baboons barked at the bad boy. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, the omen. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, well, in this one, the baboons got baked in the oven. <laughs> the baboons got baked in the big bad bad <laughs> the, in the big bad microwave oven. The baboons got selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing however you chiching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Brutalized in the big, bad... But I okay, can't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll, we'll <laughs> Don't worry about it. it. I can't, I can't, I can't <laughs> so okay, so the baboon it he teleports it, even though he knows it's not going to work, and it comes out as a, a mush. Um, yeah. It's a fucking. It's happened again for some reason. Um, yeah. I mean, so, yeah, this is pretty hot. So you get, Baboon gets in, he's kind of like, all right, all right, mate, just don't worry about it, you'll be all right. Mm. And obviously, when when the baboon comes out in the other telepod, it just slaps a bloody hand against the, or a bloody like a bloody limb of some mm. sort, and then you Dry see ice spills out and white yeah. light and stuff, yeah. So basically, it's, it's the, the baboon has been turned inside out, and it's like... <laughs> like that. Don't kill me. <laughs> just yeah. kill me. But and then he just carries on. He just carries on living a normal life as an inside-out baboon, just going yeah. down the street like, "Hey, yeah, huh, yeah, yeah, that boy." Was, that was that another deleted scene? This is the same baboon. He re he sort of managed to reinvert himself, and then he got turned into a fuse of a cat the next time. Yeah, he was like, he was "Come back here, you, yeah, you are my honestly, baboon." They're, honestly, though, where's he getting the baboons from? Right, so he's uh, sponsored, isn't he, by like Bartek Bartok? 
Uh, right, um, yes. Oh yeah, yeah. So they're providing certain things for him. So he does make out yeah. that like other, other scientists are involved making the actual objects like lasers and you know something else, a discombobulator, uh, <laughs> and and Seth put them <clears throat> put them together. So basically, Seth is like a glorified bloody what is he? Chef. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Chef Goldblum. Yeah, <laughs> he's he's a glorified Chef Goldblum. Yeah, um, and everyone else is providing all the ingredients. Yeah, so that's basically it. Yes. And then basically, <laughs> pretty much immediately after that, sorry, what were you going to say? Sorry, no, sorry. Immediately this, after that, Gina yeah. Davis is like, I'm yeah. horny. <laughs> Just seen baboon uh, inside out. Now, you know. If you it... know, there's only a few things in this world that turn me on. One of them. And some say, some say it's a weird sort of sexual fetish to have, but an inside out baboon really gets me going. Yeah. And Jeff is like, hey, come on. First of all, he puts the inside out baboon in a black bag and slings it out of the back. <laughs> yeah, throws it out the window. Um, <laughs> <laughs> let's get rid of this. Let me just tidy up quickly, putting like rubbish in the bin and baboon <laughs> in the in the trash. Um, putting the baboon in the bin bag. <laughs> putting the a baboon in the bin bag and I'm putting the, the bin bag in the bin. The baked baboon got binned. A bin <laughs> baboon got put baked. Ba- <laughs> <laughs> put the baboon in the bin and then in the bin bag and then the bin man comes to take the bin bag in the bin full of the bend, bend, baboon. Bend the baboon. <laughs> bend, bend the baboon being baked backwards <laughs> and then binned. <laughs> bake, bake it backwards and bin it in a bin bag and in a bin. <laughs> you sound like, a, um, like an auctioneer. <laughs> Bend the baboon, he's backwards, and I've got a baboon. He's been out the window. Bim, baboon, and going once, going twice, straight into the trash. <laughs> Anyone about a big baboon? But Everyone about a big, 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 big bad inside that baboon? Being bad baboon. I can't, I can't keep doing it anymore. My mouth's going. No, I can't. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so, yeah, so they, they, they have sex. She spends the night. The next morning, um, Staffis is in her shower, naked. Some yeah. and then we, then we kind of learn that oh so they used to be together he wants to get back with her and he keeps get like feeding all these like really sleazy lines not once does he say cheeseburger like he's constantly <laughs> no. saying like um uh I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to have sex let's have a sex yeah he goes like he says something along the lines of I don't want to get back into a relationship with you I just want some sex. nice relaxing sex he like, calls it relaxing <laughs> or something like that he goes, I just want a nice long relaxing shag yeah. okay he's pretty much that's like, all I want you know Douglas Renham from the IT crowd yeah 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 he's a bit like that Baba. what was that in uh, IT crowd where um, someone says he win- he wins the uh... oh yeah so he's got a case against him about being like uh, um, like toxic masculinity or something and he says like calm down sugar tits <laughs> this is he reminds me. He's basically the same guy. Isn't he? Yeah, he's Stanfist. Yeah. The name's Stanfist, and I just like to sling one up you. How's yeah. that sound for you? Yes. Look, Jen, okay. A fly. It's not for you, Jen. <laughs> uh, okay, so um, so what happens now? So uh, they they get together. Oh yeah, so he she has to she says she has to dump him basically because he's yeah. like. He says he's going to print the magazine about it. It's got the, the the particle magazine ready to go. It's got an illustrated picture of it and everything. It's good to go. Um, and she's like, "Oh shit, I'm going to go sort this out." Just before this, does he do the steak thing? I think he does. And <sighs> yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. Ow, ow, ow. <laughs> so yeah, so basically, after after he's 
add, add, add a go on old Gina DeVis. He's like, that's it. The computer doesn't know how to recreate flesh. It's all about the flesh. Touching the flesh, doing all that shit. And so he gets a steak, slams in, that, yeah. slams that in the in the in the uh, telepod machine, and then he cooks both bits: the bit that's been teleported and the bit that hasn't. Yeah. And he's like, "Tell the difference." And Gina Davis is like, "This one tastes. This one's medium this rare. This one's medium rare. This one's rare. been disintegrated and reintegrated." <laughs> yeah. So she says it tastes synthetic. So obviously that yeah. way, Seth Brundle starts realizing that the telepod, for some reason, is just giving it its own recreating it what it thinks that thing is mm. so there yeah, he's like so it doesn't know about the flesh it doesn't know about the madness of the flesh he says something like that the poetry of the stake the poetry of the it. stake yeah. so he said the computer doesn't know about that so now i need to start teaching it so he just goes up yeah. to the computer and starts whispering and it's here so i was talking the same like what whitman poems to it yeah so t.s lewis um yeah. and, then, and then not long after that i think he manages to teleport the second baboon is that right yeah, and they do it together and they celebrate. And he's about to order some Chinese food, and then she gets the magazine through. And it's yeah. like, okay, this is all good, but I need to go wipe this shit off my shoe. Well, so she gets the magazine under the door, and it's got a lovely illustration of of, of Seth Brundle on the front. And I think, who's done that? Who's 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 done that? He's got a lovely, a lovely like oil painting, <laughs> lovely oil painting of his face, like looking perfect, wearing exactly the same thing. It's just like who's got hold yeah. of a photo of us? We just just got a photo of them. Staffist did it. He's a yeah painter. But also, Painters. if I was Jeff Goldblum, I'd want to see it, and I'd want it framed. I would like to see it. If someone did that kind of cool painting of me, I'd want it on my wall. Because it's, like, it's got like the telepods in there and everything. It's got like it's really cool. It looks like an Arrow video DVD cover. Yeah, it looks badass. It'd be like, yeah. it'd be like a picture of you, like, like that, like with your books in the background and like a little yeah. laptop with Keith on it. Iron Brew in my hand. Iron Brew in your hand. Uh, what else? Cat and dog. Cat, cat and dog. <laughs> cat and dog cat and dog yeah cat and dog one under each arm <laughs> I don't know how that would work um, okay so <laughs> so she's like don't worry I'm going to go do this and then we're going to come back and we're going to do some more sex uh, yeah. or something and then she goes he, go on. sorry uh, but I think Seth kind of worries while she's gone that he's like rekindling his relation, her relationship with uh, Stan Fist um, but obviously she's gone to like basically confront him and tell him he's a knob. Mm. Um, and he, and he's obviously, I'm going to bloody publish this story without you. Um, but then Seth, he's, he's had a beer or two, isn't he? Back at the older. He's had a couple of beers. Got a place. Yeah. So we must, we've got to talk about his apartment as well. Seth kind of lives in like, what is it? Like a warehouse sort of conversion. Like a warehouse conversion into like, yeah. with a big sort of like sliding metallic it could, door. It could be, could be done really nice. Um, you know, if you, if you were, uh, not a duo, what do you call it? A fro over one yeah. of those telepods. It'd be lovely in there if yeah. a man hadn't turned into a fly inside. Because <laughs> yeah. it turns out mess, he's a bloody messy one. Um, so yeah, basically he just gets the, he gets the bollocks, doesn't he? He's had a couple of beers, a couple of cans of Stella again, and he gets the bollocks to yeah. teleport himself alone. Singing, and football, singing football chants himself. <laughs> football crazy, chocolate mad. Grab a power pod and play football with the pod. lads. <laughs> Grab a telepod and teleport yourself across the room. <laughs> yeah, he's uh, smacking cans of lager together, cans of Stella. So he's completely um, naked. Imagine he got in naked and he just left his keys in, in his pocket or something. And he's like, shit! Yeah. I'm half key. Um, <laughs> so he gets in. I think we'd see the fly uh, landing there. Um, and then 
I like it. The flies sort of flying around the room, and the baboon yeah. gets like a little bit annoyed by it. Oh, get away, you bloody yeah. shit! It knew. It knew this is like that's not going to be good in this with those telepods. There is it. Just no. get rid of this fly. Think about it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So he gets in. He comes out, and like he's. Is this is like a superhero origin story, but just yep. gone wrong? He gets out, and he's kind of like super, like strong and sweaty, and yeah. um, suave, like he's oiled, like he's greased, like a, a Grecian wrestler, but with Jeff Goblin's head. And <laughs> yeah, like, so he's got he so he's good. got like strength, strength, stamina. He wants to shag all the time. He's yeah. uh, at one hair. point <laughs> back hair, one... super back that? hair. <laughs> yeah, like... yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he's got like these really thick hairs on his back. He's got like sugar cravings. He's like nailing donuts and stuff. Yeah. Um, and he's kind of like speaking really fast. And he's he basically looks like he's on a bit of the old, bit uh, on a bit of the old nose powder. Yeah. You can see. Um, um, and, and and basically as he carries on, he kind of talks about the teleportation and like having purified his body. So like somehow yeah. it's, it's it's broke him down and put him back together. But like he's. He's rejuvenated him. He's yeah. rejuvenated. Um, it's like, he's, a, he's, like a really good juice cleanse is what he's done. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So so Gina Davis tries to cut the bristly hairs on his back as well, and they, they're they basically just like made of what? <laughs> Steel. Uh, Scissors yeah. kind of like through them. They're like super pretty, coarse, seems, thick hairs. Yeah. He seems pretty happy of them though. She's like, I'm going to cut them. He's like, oh, do you have to? I'm bloody loving yeah, he's, he's like so into the, because they're having sex at the time, aren't he? He's like so into that. He's like not even thinking about his back hair. Funny, funny thing is, like when I grew back hairs, not once did Cat say, "I think there's something wrong." I think you're turning <laughs> into a fly. I think you're turning into a fly because your sexual potency is off the charts lately, <laughs> Luke. Um, so it, it culminates in like a, a massive argument when he says, "Like you need to go through the process as well. We're going to be the dynamic duo." Um, yeah. And he's trying to like shiver in the in the pod. But she says, yeah. no, there's something wrong. At this point, I think his face is starting to bruise like an old banana as well. Like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, and he kind of like, he loses his nut a few times. Like, she, she, at one point she says something, he goes, you're such a fucking drag! Like yeah, wow, yeah, so that's a good impression, yeah. You can already start to see, like, parts of him, like he's becoming aggressive, he's becoming, like, arrogant as well, a little bit like that. Uh, before he, yeah. like, goes, a- after she says that she won't go into the pod, he says, I'll go out and find someone who can. And he has this sort of, like, mad sort of rant where he sounds like a sort of mad professor when he says about, you're afraid to dive into the plasma pool. Oh, yeah. yeah. He sort of says stuff like it's that. Like he sounds like, like a psychosis, like he's properly losing yeah. his mind. He's yeah. losing his mind. Says something like, so here's a quote from it. He says, you can't penetrate beyond society's sick, grey fear of the flesh Drink deep or taste not the plasma spring. This is poetry not, of the stake. Yeah, poetry of the stake. And he says, I'm not just talking about sex and penetration. I'm talking about penetration beyond the veil of the flesh. A deep, penetrating dive into the plasma pool. I bet David Cronenberg wrote that bit. That yeah. sounds like, I bet he thinks yeah. about that kind of stuff a lot. And Gina Davis just says... Every is, every is cheerios. Penetrating. I don't agree with you, Jeff. You're talking, <laughs> you're talking out your ass. You're talking out your ass, mate. Um, so she, she runs away at this point, I think. She leaves. Oh, no, he leaves and he's like, fine, I'll find he, someone he, else. He leaves in trousers, a leather jacket, and no t shirt underneath. A leather he, jacket with a. He's got his yeah. greased up pecs hiding beneath. He's been working and, hard on them. And he's proper walking out like. <laughs> he's sort of walking down the yeah. street like really, really. He's got a really 80s walk going on. He's uh, So he finds in the 80s, everyone was having arm wrestles in bars. Uh, I think he finds he finds a girl. I can't remember her name actually. Um, uh, Tawny, I think. Tawny, like, yeah. Tawny Owl. 
Tony. And um, she, so she says she's going to go home with one of the arm wrestlers, or she says she's not, or something. Um, the two arm wrestlers are like, Jeff Goblin's eating a chocolate bar. He says, if I eat one of them and I'm beat one of an arm wrestler. <laughs> if I eat one of their heads off, will you go back with me? Yeah. Um, what is, what uh, chocolate bar is he eating? A Yorkie. It's not for girls. Is it a Yorkie? I thought there was. I don't, oh, don't think it is now. Hershey or something. Um, <clears throat> so he gets into this arm wrestle. And I think this is the first proper horror bit we get, really, like the first gory bit. Because he um, he strains. For some reason, there's like white juice coming out of the guy's arm. Where he's sort it it kind of um, looks like they're, they're gripping each other so tight. I thought it was like sweat. Yeah, like they're why does the sweat like, become creamy? Because it's almost like bub- like there's such intense pressure from them doing it. That it's like bubbling up. Right. You know what I mean? That's, what, that's yeah. the impression I got anyway. Not okay. that I, I have that very often. But, but flemmy sweat. Yeah, it happens to me all the time when I get a bit warm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I got the flemmy sweats again. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Bloody hell. <laughs> and me a towel, um, and his arm splits the what's that bone called? Oh, that one, arm the, bone. Uh, the arm, arm bone. bone. <laughs> <laughs> the arm fib, bone fib, splits. Fib, fibula. I think that's right. Yeah, I think you were right. Fibula. Yeah, maybe I'm probably maybe I don't know. The, the arm. Yeah, fibula. so that splits. The bloody bone comes out of the arm. And Jeff Goblin just gets up like he's just done nothing. He goes, well, I, I win the woman. Like, somehow she's like a prize in this weird yeah. arm wrestle. Finds I, don't think, I, don't, I think she doesn't want to be, but at the same time, he's giving us a sort of a certain pheromone, a sort of fly pheromone, and she's attracted uh, to that. A fly pheromone. attracted to the fly pheromone. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so he takes her back to the house. They have a nighttime of, of sexy sex. Sexy sex. <laughs> Stanfist-style sexy sex. Yeah, um, and then he says, "Get in the get in the pod, then, right? Get in the bloody pod, you slay." There's something I'd like you to do for me. Oh, I'll wash my hands. Weird, weird. <laughs> it's a weird, it's a weird role play scenario. Where he's like, "Get in this telepod," yeah, and uh, and uh, it's going to be quality. You yeah. bloody wait. So yeah, she says, "I don't want to. I'm afraid." And then suddenly Veronica's there. What? Oh, she got a key or something? She has. I'm assuming she has. And she says, house, the, "Maybe I, might not be the key." She's she says in. the iconic line. Because uh, Seth says, "Don't be afraid," and he goes, "Yes, be afraid, be very afraid." And yeah. then, basically, um, Tawny just leaves. She goes, "I had a great night." Does Veronica at this point does does Gina Davis say something went wrong? Like, yeah, you, you look all wrong. You've got weird hairs. Like, oh yeah, at this point he's got like hairs coming out of his face. Um, Dude, like something's got- spots. Yeah, something's not right, mate. Someone's not right, mate. You look absolutely hanging. You look like you've been. You look like you've been absolutely ruined, rather yeah. than rather than the opposite. Uh, so yeah, she basically just doesn't she piss off at some point, and then this is when I think Seth she leaves, yeah. So I was looking at his hands in the mirror, and just there was a good bit of here actually where she says that he's um, like sick or something, and he just turns around and goes, "Sick am I?" and just starts punching the shit out of a wall. Yeah, would a, yeah. Would a sick man be able to do this? And I'm like, maybe he's got a, po- he's got yeah. a point. Yeah, yeah, maybe termites. Yeah, termites. Yeah, <laughs> smashing the fuck out of the wall. Um, um, I think he he looks in the computer. Mm, no, you are right. I think his fingernails pop off first. He's yeah. like looking at himself, boop, going, boop. And his fingernails yeah. pop off, and he starts squeezing the ends of him. It's really yeah, gross. Squeezing, squeezing like pus and shit out of him. Yeah, it's not yeah. very nice. Um, so yeah, he, he's then he then he becomes a little bit. Well, something must have gone goes, wrong. I'm dying. Yeah, he goes. Am I dying? 
Holy shit. I think he yeah. looks like really upset he's going to actually die. It's the first time we see he's sort of knocked off his sort of confident uh, mm-hmm. pedestal. Uh, and then he goes to the computer. I quite like the computer in this. It looks, um, although, it, although it is kind of old-fashioned and doesn't really look like a real computer, it still looks better than the ones in the thing. And yeah. Yeah, a lot of those are very easy. It still looks like it could kind of be real. It's, st- it's still one of those computers where, like, you can ask it any hypothetical situation, and it seems to have some sort of answer for yeah. it. Yeah. But yeah, he basically just asks the telepod, um, the computer, what happened um, when he was te- teleported, and it says that it was confused by the presence of these two life forms, and it merged him with the f- with a housefly. Well, yeah. uh, well, no, initially it says it merged him with unknown genetic. Uh, source and then obviously for some reason it just zooms out and shows you this fly image yeah it's pretty good it's pretty horrific it, yeah it's, it's pretty horrific work. seth brundle's a bit like oh shit oh, yeah he's like ah oh, fuck oh, what was I, I thought I it looks like he's in. didn't leave his um handbrake on the car's rolling yeah. down the street oh, <laughs> rolling down the street fuck. do i chase do i chase after it <laughs> bit bit of humiliating do i pretend yeah. it won't do i pretend it won't me maybe yeah <laughs> Um, but see that I think time kind of skips along a little bit here. Um, what's her name? I think maybe she realised she's pregnant around here, or yeah, Luke. Hmm. I need a wee. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I've drank, I drank like all of that, and then I drank most of the water bottle. And I was just thinking just now, I need a wee, so I'm gonna have to take a yeah, break. Yeah, no real right, quick. go for it. This is the first oh. time I've done this, I think. It is. <laughs> Needs a wee wee. It's coming out. <laughs> So I think I think he it like some time skips along here, and Seth's like continuing to deteriorate. Like he's losing various body parts. He's got the natural um, history. What does he call it? The Natural History Museum of Brundle. Body like parts. He's got his penis in a jar. In penis the, in a jar. Cupboard. Yeah. Um, he can because like walk up walk up and down the the wall like Spidey Man. Yeah. It's uh, uh, it's basically it's like. Uh, the worst I've ever seen. It's like Michael Jackson, but like something. It's like a fuse of a fly and then fuses Michael Jackson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he looks like a sweaty um, bull sack. A little it bit does. As well. There's something very testicular about his features. Um, yeah. But uh, so, oh yeah, he does this thing where he gets like a donut. He's got his gloves and he goes, ah, like, he vomits himself on the food. Yeah. And he goes, oh, sorry, that's disgusting. And she's like, yeah, it was. And his ear just pops up. <laughs> yeah. It's like she's turned up at exactly the right time for, for all the action to be happening, which is vomiting on his food, running up and down the wall, and then his ear just pops up. Oh, that's, my bloody so ear. He just needed like a comedy. Because it's mm. Oh, sorry, that's disgusting. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Shoots right off. But, but then obviously there's, there's a horrible <laughs> bit. This is the bit where he sort of says, I'm scared. And she hugs him, and he looks like he he shit himself now. Like I think before he was kind of like not enjoying it, but he was kind of like oh, bloody hell, I can run up the wall. Look at this, this is mental. I mean, and 
Yeah, so he, he thinks said of it like as... a bizarre stage of cancer, didn't he? Does he know yeah. he's yeah? Um, I think so he's just going to die uh, at some point. But mm. um, and as she leaves, and I think it's around here that she realizes she's pregnant, and she tells yep. Stathis, and then she has a dream about giving birth to a sort of larva, fly larva, worm yeah. thing, horrible big giant yeah. maggot type thing. Yeah, maggot. with Jeff Go- yeah. with Jeff Goblin's voice. Wow. No, no. I almost did Owen Wilson then. Hey, mummy. Ha, 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 Life ha, uh, yeah. finds a way. Yeah. Hmm, finds a... Yeah, exactly. So she's basically... Her staff is to persuade a doctor to give her an abortion like in the middle of the night. Mm. Um, but... Then she's going to tell him, but she yeah. can't bring... Because here's like... He's like really like... Turning, he's like... um. His face is getting worse and worse, and he he says he talks about like insect politics and how. Um, yeah. yeah. So this is another sort of like iconic. Um, this bit, bit really got to me. Like, I don't know if it was the way <clears> the <throat> music. He looked really sad. His teeth were all like falling out now. Yeah. Like, he was like looked like he's coming to terms with the fact that he wasn't really Seth anymore. So he's really losing his humanity now. We're sort mm. of seeing we've seen it sort of like deplete throughout the last sort of part of the film. And he's really losing it, and he understands. And he's talking about insects. He says basically got no compassion, no compromise. Uh, no compromise. The insect basically can't be trusted. And he said yeah. uh, he'd like to become the first insect politician. He does yeah. say that at some point, doesn't he? Yeah, but he says but like he says like you need to you need to go. He also had like the 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 the, the, the best line in the film. Um, what was it? I'm an I'm an insect who dreamt he was a man and loved it, but now the insect is awake. And yeah, like banana, banana dream is over and the insect is yeah, awake. That's the one, and yeah. She's like, I don't understand what you mean. And he's like, What I'm saying is, I'll hurt you if you stay. Yeah. But it's so good. I don't know what it is. There's something really sad about it. And like, really, like the pathos yeah. is like so palpable. And the music, the score, Jeff Goblin's performance, both performances. It's because this, like, is the, this, this is all but, the, also the moment where he's thinking, This is the last time I'm going to see her. Because he's yeah. telling you, telling her to go. He's thinking, This is the last time I'm ever going to see her. And she's, even she, like seeing him in this state is a bit like, no, don't yeah. say that. I just anything but that. But I actually yeah. think, in terms of all the films we've watched in this podcast, I think that was like one of the most powerful. The bits I was watching, I was like, "Wow, that was just like yeah, great, yeah. just perfect cinema. It's just so good." Um, <clears throat> so now she goes to Stathis takes her to um, the coat hanger man. <laughs> What's it called uh, abortionist? <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> um, just. A- just a doctor, I think, but abortionist. But she's like, I need the guy's like, we can't do this. I don't want to have the baby. And he's like, no, I just, I just want it out of me. It's it's a fucking maggot. Get it out of me. Yeah, it she, of me. basically says like, we got reason to believe that the the father of the child is deformed, and we also got realized a reason to believe that the child's deformed. Doctor says, what well, are tests we can do and stuff? She's like, I don't give a flying fuck about tests. Get yeah. this baby out of me now, you bastard. Yeah, yeah. She she becomes like really common for some reason. And yeah. uh, she, um, uh, so, oh yeah, so as she's about to have it done, Seth, the Brundlefly, pops in through the window uh, and kidnaps yeah, so her. He, so he overheard that conversation earlier when they get in the car talking about the abortion. He basically kidnaps her. But again, this is another moment where, I mean, he looks even worse now. He looks even more testicular and yeah. bloated and bloated. And is he naked now? Is he walking around? He ain't got any clothes on now, is he? No, he's been naked for a while now. I think, yeah. He's been naked for like no one. No one makes that. No, no one talks about that moment. It's like you're just naked now. Well, like I know you're not falling off, but and you've got nothing to show. But still, yeah. So basically, obviously, he's naked moment... for a lot of this film. Actually, see yeah. far too much of his chest. Yeah. 
And he does say, um, so basically, she he wants her to carry the baby full term because it's the last of Seth Brundle left, the last of his humanity. He's he's busy turning into a fly. Please don't um, kill the last of me, Veronica. Please, yeah. yeah. Um, so, well, then he says, okay, I'm going to fuse this then. Fuck it. If yeah, you're not yeah, going to keep think- the baby, I'll fuse this. I'll fuse all of us together, all three of us, into a lovely family unit. Got a problem with that? Take it up with someone else, because I'm going to do it. Yeah. So as he's getting ready to do that, Stanfist turns up with a shotgun. Um... Oh, yeah. So I think as she's about to push him in, is this when he, yep. she rips his jaw off? Or he's turning more and more into a flight at this point anyway. So I think I think it might be... Around here, Stanfist turns up and he takes the shotgun off Stanfist. He vomits onto his hand. At this point, he doesn't seem very human at all. Um, and then I found this like really disturbing. He vomits up onto his foot, and the guy's like freaking out. Stanfist, father! And yeah, then, like, uh, <laughs> yeah. and he's, he's about like... to take him out. Uh, he's gonna like, vomit on his face or throat or something. Uh, really, really disturbing stuff. <laughs> Not pleasant at all, actually. Surprisingly, uh, and then she said, "Don't do it." I'll did she say I'll get in the pod or something, or just just don't. Yeah, she don't was, don't, do don't don't vomit on his bloody face. Like, look at the state oh, of his hand. Not in the look at house. The, look at the state of his hand. And look at the state of his foot. You want you imagine his head like that? You can't just bin bag him like the baboon. Yeah, you have to um, go through correct procedures when you murder someone. So, as she, as he's trying to push her into the telepod. I think it's around here where she sort of like shoves his chin and his yeah. his chin falls away and then his eyes his face starts to bloom and his eyes like pop and like white pus yeah. comes out. It's, it's insane like the the special the creature effects. Absolutely. Yeah. I think it might be actually better than American World from London. And that that was pretty fantastic. Oh wow. But the the way yeah. the face sort of blooms out like that and the eyes come away and so and the, the it's legs hor- it is horrible. Like, yeah, it is really, really horrible. It's like yeah. this is this is disgusting. Legs yeah. start sort of falling away, meat just like falling off the legs as, as yeah. they kind of turn into little insectoid um legs, legs. and shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh but then um she push oh yeah, so he locks her in the left telepod. He gets in the right one, but yeah. what's his face? Stanfist. Stanfist with his one arm and his one leg. Keep shoots moving. the cable and disconnects it. Disconnects yep. the USB port on, <laughs> yep. on the left, the most, the left pod, the left speaker. Yeah. Um, and then, so oh, and then what's his name? He tries to get out, and as it, as the the process happens, um, it takes off half the door and stuff of it as well. Yeah. Um, so he kind of so he, he's already half man, half fly, but now he's been te- he's been fused with. He's half pod, so he kind of like yeah. he falls he's out of the pod, pod, and it's quite yeah. horrible. He's like, Argh! like a horrible, yeah. horrible roar as he sort of falls down. He's just a monster, just covered. I'm I mean, purified. there's no. <laughs> yeah, I'm purified. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and then uh, she goes to point the shotgun at him, but she can't do it. And then he, his last yeah. act of humanity is to sort of ask her to puts the gun to his head, the barrel to his head, and then she shoots it. Yeah, that can't, can't be the way he imagined him going. You know, when you're like, probably a few years ago, he's like, I'm a quality scientist, living life. It's like, probably you know, develop testicular cancer or something at some point. It just happens, isn't it? But well, at no point in his life was he thinking, yeah, I might end up like a third pod. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> look like a fly face and maybe. Yeah. And, then, and, then my, and then my ex-girlfriend's or current girlfriend, you know, we didn't really ever end it. She's yeah. going to shotgun my face off. I mean, it's a good way to go. Yeah. I mean, Rundle fly telepod preacher. Yeah. If you went on like, you know, those websites where you put how I'm going to die and it said you're going to get turned into like a half fly creature thing. You're going to get your face blown off. He'd be like, no, all right. Nah, bullshit. But um, okay, and that's how it ends. It fades to black. The music, the score builds and rises, and it's um, just a good film. Just that's it. Uh, right, dude, ready for some trivia? Yeah. Okay, number one. Uh, Jeff Goldenblum sent who, as part of the promotion or after the film was done, he sent who a letter saying, "I hope you like it as much as I liked yours." So who is he sending that letter to? Um. Whoever was in the the original one, the original fly. That's it great. Is, it what? is. You know who it is. But Vin, Vincent Price. Yes, yeah. So it's Vincent Price. Vincent Price said he liked it up to a point uh, where he went too far. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, somewhere before, yeah. Number two, who in the crew won an Academy Award for their work on this film? Who in the crew? Mm. The baboon. Yes, Ben the baboon. <laughs> Bagged himself movie. a big bad busker. No, he, it was, um, was it, wait, wait, wait. Was it? It's got to be. It's got to be the uh, the special effects. Yeah. Yeah. Make, it was made quite as Charles Wallace. Really, like when the credits roll, the first thing that's, that pops up is special thanks to Charles Wallace. Oh right. Okay. Yeah. Before it said they like David Cronenberg or anything. That's probably, that's probably why he won then. They're like, God, he's got to be bloody yeah, important. He's the first top of the credits. Of the credits. First build it. Yeah. Um, number five. Number three. Even. Ignore that. Uh, who originally was in talks to direct this remake of The Flyer? Was it A, Tim Burton? Was it B, Stuart Gordon, who may reanimate it? Or was it C, Kesha? Kesha? What, Kesha from, from the famous TikTok song? Yes. Yes. Uh, Tim Burton? Even though this is a few years before Batman, isn't it? Yeah, it was Tim Burton. Uh, I thought I thought you might go for Stuart Gordon because he's you know body horror. It's uh, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. There. But I thought when you said that, it felt like it was one of those. It was it was a Luke Condorism that you just put in there. It well, yeah. Uh, so the Tim Burton one, I imagine, would still be good, but be very different. It'd yeah, be very different. It basically, it'd basically be Johnny Depp with like little antenna. It would be Johnny Depp. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, David Cronenberg makes a guest appearance in this film. Can you David say Cronenberg? Can you say who he is he played in the film? Baboon? No, not quite. He's in a baboon costume. Uh, I can't even think of anyone else who's in this. Is he at the party at the start? No, it's uh, he played the gynecologist who takes the worm from her. Oh, yeah. oh yeah, 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 yeah. You don't see his face. You hear his voice a little bit, but he's got like oh. the, the, the face. Oh, mask he's got on. Like, the mask on. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got um, it. I got it. And last question, but not the least question: How many pounds of prosthetic was Golden Bloom wearing during the How many film? pounds of prosthetic? Yeah, uh, fifteen pounds. Quite a lot, actually. Close. It was five pounds. So you were one. Oh. I was only one off. I was yeah. only one away. Exactly. Yeah. Five pounds. Well, you better not be complaining. Yeah, five quid's worth. Um, <laughs> <laughs> right, dude. Uh, you need to rate the film. Oh, oh, it's a toughie, isn't it? It's this tough is a toughie. Bit. I mean, 
as as you explained earlier, there's so many moments of like perfect cinema in this, and it kind of all just comes together. And never do you once feel that like a moment's wasted or a or a, a scene's wasted. You know what I mean? The plot is just kind of inter interwoven sort of perfectly. Great performances, great music, great special effects. Uh, I'm kind of thinking I want to give it the highest rating possible. But I'm thinking about what it would stand up against in terms of what else I've done. But it's still one of those films that I always want to watch. So yeah. I'll, I'll, go, I'll go for an A+. Why not? Wow, okay. Um, yeah, so I, I, I always like this film. Um, and... But sometimes, like you know, you say you can never cross the same river twice because sometimes you go into something and for whatever reason it strikes you differently as it did in different parts of different points of your life. For whatever reason, this like absolutely like blew me away watching it. I think it might be one of my favorite film viewing experiences of the year. And I was oh, like, this yeah, is man. amazing. Like that bit where um, he's he says the famous line like the the, the flies awake, yeah. whatever it was. The insect like, is awake. Wow, Jesus Christ! Like it was so good. I was genuinely. You pulled, your, you pulled your trousers up and you went. That is a good. Like, take, you can teleport these now. Pop these <laughs> in the microwave. I'm done. <laughs> uh, yeah, so I'm going to give it an A plus as well. I thought it was it was oh, amazing. Man. Seriously Wonderful. amazing. Yeah. I was kind of thinking I was going to give it an A. Mm. I was thinking of that, but I think it's just it's just one of those films that like I mean even today I was discussing it with some people and just sort of remembering how good it was and it's like yeah. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say. I mean, I'm sure people have, but like when I ever discuss these films with people, I've never, no one's ever said, "This fly, what a load of nonsense!" Everyone just goes, "Oh yeah, it's horrible, isn't it?" Well, it old... on the Facebook group, we did a, a poll ages ago, a year and a half ago, or something, asking if we did any honorable mentions, what would be like, a, what would you want? And this one was the most voted for, I think. So the fly obviously is sort of high in higher regard. Yeah, 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 exactly. It's uh, it's wondrous, isn't it? Yeah, man. It is bloody wondrous. So next week we'll do another honorable mention. We'll do mine. Um, I haven't actually decided what it's going to be. I've, I think I know what it's going to be, but I just thought we'd check it tonight because I don't want to, you know, play my cards just yet. But um, so you, the listeners will have to wait and find out, and I'll let you know later tonight so you can watch it. Oh wow, that's a uh, that's cheeky. Yeah, that's a uh, intense. Well, I'm a cheeky chappy. I don't che- trust you, cheapy chappy who chipped the chocolate. You know. Cheeky, cheeky chappy chop. <laughs> Can't do that anymore. No. Okay, cool. Uh, so, yeah, this show is brought to you by Hawk and Cleaver. Head over to hawkandcleaver.com. Um, become a patron over at patreon.com um, forward slash hawkandcleaver. Thanks to Kovach Cameron for our theme music. Thanks to ACAS for hosting the show. Thanks to the listeners. If you enjoyed the show, give us a five star rating and review on iTunes. And remember to hit subscribe. And thanks to my co host Ben for being a real fly dude. Oh, feel free, fly. Thanks, mate. Cheers for being a, a gold bloom of a man. Of a boon, of a. Of a... <laughs> right. doesn't, doesn't quite work, but it's not good in my head. Yeah. Alright, see you later. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. 
Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. quince.com slash style.